Welcome once again to Robert Nauer Unfiltered. In season four, dealing with ethics and procurement integrity and integrity, personal integrity, all things about things that we shouldn't do or should do. This particular story is about Fat Leonard. You might want to Google Fat Leonard, L-E-O-N-A-R-D. Fat Leonard is actually Leonard Glenn Francis, the man who bribed dozens of decorated Navy officers to obtain classified information about the movement of U.S. ships, submarines, etc. for money, and a lot of money. Officers of the United States 7th Fleet, over a period of almost, eh, not quite 10 years, were showered gifts and millions of dollars in cash, lavish trips, expensive meals, and lots of prostitutes and much, much more, depending upon what they wanted, all from the period of 2006 to 2015, just before Fat Leonard, as I said, Leonard Glenn Francis of Malaysia, was indicted by the U.S. government. Fat Leonard had been given virtually unrestricted access to all senior officers of the 7th Fleet, and once he had that access, he was able to recruit other military officers and enlisted to do his bidding for him to help him win Navy contracts illegally and overbill the Navy to the tune of more than $35 million estimated on a total of $500 million in overall contract receipts that he illegally obtained via his use of bribes and classified information. He was able to simply manipulate naval officers with gifts and sex orgies, lavish trips, and if they asked for anything else, they got it, as Fat Leonard often stated. Thus, Glenn Defense Marine Asia was able to circumvent all of the competitors, all of their competitors, in the Asian theater. Fat Leonard was able to buy off all of the officers involved, even one Naval Criminal Investigative Service agent, who we'll get to later, to get past any potential criminal charges and investigations into his firm, GDMA. Many involved in the investigation believed that there were actually upwards of 550 officers that were bought and sold by Leonard. So really, who was Fat Leonard? Well, he was a 400-pound, larger-than-life man that had no book of ethics no rules and regulations, and had no moral compass. And as such, there was no consequence for his actions. Bribery was the name of the game to win government contracts. During the period, 2006 to 2016, Navy officers took advantage of their own lax naval system of ethics by taking bribes, and to understand just how stupid each of the officers were is to see how little it actually cost Fat Leonard to buy them off and to buy their loyalty. Many were admirals and captains. For some, it was merely a box of cigars, or a fancy hotel room, or champagne, or a classy prostitute for the weekend. These officers, for so very little, were willing to trade their prized and valuable naval careers and retirements. Leonard was so entrenched in Navy contracts that he obtained through bribery that he was able to involve himself all the way up to the Chief of Naval Operations at the time, Admiral Gary Rogue, who actually posed for him in one of his many parties, lavish parties that he threw. He was a Malaysian businessman who brought down all of these U.S. Navy officials for bribery. And that's why I'm telling you that you should listen 
to the Fat Leonard podcast. He even said such things as, quote, Leonard Glenn Francis might have just been one man, but his decades-long bribery scheme entangled hundreds of sailors, still being untangled by the Naval Criminal Investigative Service today. It created, in fact, the Navy's worst corruption scandal in modern history. Now, as Fat Leonard put it, everybody has needs. I gave them that sense of confidence, and I also provided them with what they wanted, with what they told me they wanted. It was safe, and they could trust me, and I never let them down. I always played the professional, and I played sexual. Whatever you needed, I gave these people anything they asked for. He gave officers the ultimate lifestyle. He described in great detail an after-party that he hosted at a $4,000 a night MacArthur suite at the Manila Hotel. He ordered the suite to be stocked with $10,000 bottles of Dom Perignon. He fed them lobster and caviar and satisfied their other appetites with sex workers. After Leonard was actually caught and indicted in March of 2017, he spent a year in jail. But then he got moved to house arrest under the guise of being a confidential informant for the Department of Justice and was awaiting his sentencing to ditch dirt or the truth or whatever you'd want to call it of those naval officers who betrayed him. Now, Leonard's sentencing was originally scheduled for October of 2022. However, he escaped the long arm of the law by fleeing to Venezuela just one month earlier in a ruse to fool the federal agents that were supposedly watching over him. Now, you know the general scheme behind Fat Leonard's scheme to bribe and fleece naval officers of information that were important to him. At the beginning of the Fat Leonard investigation, more than 60 admirals and 550 naval officers and others were under scrutiny for knowingly accepting bribes and much more. More than 40 naval officers and enlisted and contractors and even one naval criminal investigative service agent have been charged. A federal judge recently charged and sentenced a former naval criminal investigative NCIS agent, John Bellevue, who was 47 years of age, to 12 years in prison for leaking confidential law enforcement files to the Asian defense contractor, Fat Leonard, who seduced him with cash, bribes, booze, and prostitutes. This one-time NCIS agent of the year received the most severe punishment of all who have been tried so far in the corruption scandal that has snared at least 30 criminal defendant, and rocked the Navy. Bellevue pled guilty shortly after the scandal became public in 2013. He admitted to leaking hundreds of sensitive NCIS files to Leonard Glenn Francis, who was a Singapore-based contractor supplying Navy ships throughout the Asian theater with all kinds of services. Francis, who exploited leaked information, was used it to thwart NCIS investigations into his firm for years. Leonard wanted to be always one step ahead of NCIS all of the time. So Agent Bellevue's attorneys said that he betrayed his country because he had a fragile psyche and became clinically obsessed with a crooked 
Asian defense contractor who easily reeled him in with bribes, sex, and more. His defense attorneys asked that he be spared any prison time, while prosecutors had sought originally a 15-year sentence. The punishment handed down late on Friday of his court date by Judge District Janice San Martino in San Diego so far has been the most severe of any of the defendants. Now, NCIS officials have described Agent Bellevue as one of the most and worst traitors in the agency's history. He met Francis after he was assigned to his Singapore post as a counterterrorism agent in 2008, and he quickly fell under the defense contractor's spell, according to his attorneys. In court papers, Bellevue's lawyers described him as particularly susceptible to Francis's charms because of his fondness for alcohol, a history of mental illness, and a lifelong lack of sexual experience with women and other prostitutes. He was ripe for the picking. But last September, and just before his official sentencing, Fat Leonard somehow was able to slip out of his luxurious home where he was living in San Diego with an ankle bracelet under the watchful eye of law enforcement. Or was he? While awaiting his sentencing for charges to which he pled guilty back in 2015. He pled guilty to providing members of the Navy with over $500,000 in bribes, luxury travel, entertainment, and the service of sex workers. But he has yet, however, to be sentenced while working for the prosecutors and behalf of the prosecutors. So after escaping from law enforcement, Fat Leonard made his way down Mexico from California and then on to Venezuela. And there he remained to date. And in late 2023, it still remains unclear once Venezuelan Interpol picked him up if they will accede to the U.S. request to extradite Francis back to the United States. I don't think that's going to happen because he has already requested asylum there under Presidente Maduro. Now, what is good for the goose isn't always good for the gander, or so the saying goes. For years, while Fat Leonard's saga has been playing out to a largely uninterested U.S. public. And yet, we need to remember that this is a scandal of biblical proportions that has implicated more than 60 admirals and hundreds of naval officers, some say upwards of 550, in criminal charges against dozens of them. So why do we need to understand this? Because the higher up the food chain in rank you go, the less criminal charges will usually be brought to bear. Meaning that if you're a middle grade or mid grade officer, you will receive a harsher punishment than an admiral would. Now, Fat Leonard brought all of the officers from admirals down to lieutenants with trinkets. He bought them all. Very expensive trinkets in some cases, to be sure, that included such things as $50,000 watches, expensive cigars, bottles of expensive cognac and champagne, hotel rooms, lots of prostitutes, and many lavish trips for officers and their wives. Things that would cost you and me an absolute fortune. But in exchange for all of these valuable trinkets, he got what he wanted. These 
naive and somewhat stupid naval officers from lieutenant on up to captain and admiral, the Navy was the line and consequently have given up their careers as well as any reputation they may have had simply to allow one man, Fat Leonard, who owned the firm Glenn Defense Marine Asia, to cheat the United States government out of millions of dollars. It's not just the $35 million that he overcharged on the total value of contracts received illegally, which was $500 million. For that, Fat Leonard probably ended up spending only about a half a million dollars total bribing all the officers and getting what he wanted. So many of the officers and enlisted have already been investigated and indicted. Most of the enlisted have been court-martialed. But somehow it seems that things are now starting to slow down with these investigations. It's like the Navy wants to sweep it under the carpet, along with the FBI and others. I don't understand it, because so far they've only indicted about 45 officers that will be going to a trial, and yet there are literally hundreds involved. I don't understand this, especially as a former military Navy officer myself. Don't we want to get to the root of the truth? Don't we want to find out what really happened? And don't we want to discipline these officers? Of course we should, if we believe in the law. So like I said, so far only some 45 officers, which included two admirals, have been charged, and most have pled guilty to a plea bargain agreement so that they didn't have to go to a jury trial, which would have been a terrific gamble on their part. Now, considering the amount of monumental evidence provided by Fat Leonard to prosecutors to put each of these people away, it is odd that only but for a few have refused to plea bargain. And some of those I'm going to list later on as I talk about this story. And only a few have actually gone to trial. But guess what? They have all been found guilty, except for one, an admiral. They have all been found guilty if they went to trial. It was far better, and they would have gotten a more lenient uh, prison term and sentence if they just pled guilty. Now I'm going to get back to you a, a little while later on the four officers, senior officers, that had been charged and recently found guilty in 2022. But while the investigations were ongoing and were being, they were being held and questioned on major ethics violations for steering business directly to Fat Leonard's firm, the Navy called this fraud to be one of epic proportions. But why should the Navy and the public or anybody be surprised? Question for Right? In exchange for bribes, gifts, and other services, naval officers and enlisted willingly committed whatever violations Francis asked of them. This included revealing sensitive naval secrets and redirecting ships to Southeast Asian ports that were controlled by Francis's company, Glenn Defense Marine Asia. This allowed him to severely overcharge for his services for fuel, security, supplies, and other husbandry agents. During the Fat Leonard trial, Francis openly admitted to defrauding the Navy of over $35 million, if not more. But he did so in an agreement to receive lesser punishment and special treatment. And that was what enabled his escape. Fat Leonard became the most powerful military contractor in the Pacific and one of the richest. A mafia 
is technically any organized group using extortion and other criminal methods to achieve a desired goal. And that is exactly what Fat Leonard and his crew turned Navy officers were. They became mafia enforcers. Now I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to recommend that each and every one of you listening to this, take the time to listen to the nine episodes put together by Project Brazen, entitled Fat Leonard, narrated by Tom Wright. He does a terrific job. It was one of the most fantastic series I have ever heard as a podcast. And this is a podcast every American should listen to. It can be found on Apple Podcasts and most other podcast forums, such as Spotify and RSS, etc., just as my own podcast at Robert Nauer Unfiltered can be. Shortly after the last episode was completed, Glenn Francis cut off his ankle bracelet and, bracelet and ran to Venezuela and South America so that he could not be extradited back to the United States. And I found that awful funny that when Tom Wright was interviewing Fat Leonard, he only had a month to go before he was sentenced, and nobody will ever yet know what his sentence was actually going to be, because he fled. Now, he fled the United States and was ultimately picked up by the Venezuelan Interpol, which is the international police, and every country has one. And yet, to date, he remains in police custody in Venezuela, but he has requested asylum from President Maduro, and he will probably get it. He will probably never, ever be coming back to the USA because if he decides to leave Venezuela, he plans on going to Russia. But maybe Russia isn't the place he'd really want to go. Maybe Fat Leonard made a big mistake by fleeing and not accepting his punishment because Venezuela is in deep trouble right now. Many of this Venezuelans are fleeing to the United States up the Central America and across our borders. But the one thing that Fat Leonard has in his back pocket is that he was known to have millions and millions of dollars stashed in foreign bank accounts, numbered bank accounts in the Caribbean islands. And so, it is amazing to me that the U.S. DOJ and prosecutors didn't know this. Or if they did, they were completely blind and ignorant because it would have made him a flight risk. Now... In late September 2018, the San Diego Union Tribune was able to actually obtain a transcript of the deposition that was given by Francis in his recently concluded Navy court-martial, which was one of the few court-martials that did occur. Navy Commander David Morales was charged with conspiracy and bribery, but it was plea-bargained down by the Navy from two of the most serious times that would have put him in prison for over 20 years, to only being found in a court-martial guilty of violating Navy orders and of conduct unbecoming an officer. Yeah, it's still a felony, but he will serve literally no jail time. You wonder why. So it makes us question, what kind of deal did Commander Morales cut with the Department of Justice? But this is typically what happens when prosecutors and defense attorneys get together to plea bargain down a case to a simpler charges that are much more easy to prove and to convict on. But they probably should not have plea bargained those charges for Commander Morales, 
who would have most likely been found guilty on the more serious charges. Nevertheless, Commander Morales will spend, if any, only minimal time in prison, and his career is over. In the deposition that was secured about Frat, Fat Leonard, it said that he was suffering from kidney cancer and that he was out on federal prison furlough, a medical furlough, that the U.S. DOJ got him. Some believe that this was all fake because he paid people off. He said, I was an under home confinement in San Diego in a luxury home. Paid for by who? The U.S. Department of Justice. The deposition clearly indicated that Francis was going to actually get a very light sentence given to him for his cooperation agreement that he entered into with the Department of Justice. So it begs the question then, why did he run? And how was he able to escape from a house while he was under arrest with an ankle bracelet, and he was supposedly being monitored by watchful eyes of law enforcement. Interesting that that all happened. Who knew that Fat Leonard, Glenn Francis, actually planned to escape? Who could have foreseen that in 2022 he would manage to top one of the largest scandals in U.S. Navy history in which he plied scores of naval officers with cash hotel sex workers in exchange for inside secret information to get government contracts. Well, sadly, and so far, there have only been a handful of senior naval officers, actually 43 total, who have been indicted and convicted for their crimes. And I'm going to list them now, one by one, not in any logical order, but there are some serious questions that we as the public need to ask. Why are so few cases being brought to indictment when the Navy investigators suspect over 500? Wouldn't you ask that question? So clearly, no matter what, the code of conduct and the ethics model that the Navy uses and gives each officer did no good in this Fat Leonard scandal. They simply threw all of their training out the window because money and sex and other gifts were more important. And as a former professor of contracts and ethics, which I am, I am alarmed at how low expectations have become and how far we go in the Navy to get away with things that the Navy needs and to line our own pockets to satisfy our own greed at the expense of the American taxpayer. Folks, the Navy needs to do much more in terms of training, compliance, and even, and I recommend this, undercover work, embedding agents as undercover agents in certain networks where officers and enlisted abound. The Navy needs to look at and vet the integrity of those they recruit into the Naval service. They are not doing that, nor are any of the other services. And although this may be a little bit off target, the two most recent military traitors that were involved in espionage against the United States, one Marine Corps enlisted and one Navy enlisted, clearly showed that in some ways in the Navy and the Marine Corps that they were willing to go to any lengths for any amount of money to sell out their country for a couple thousand dollars. We obviously need more scrutiny 
over our fleet forces and personnel. The Navy needs to do much more in terms of training and compliance, but it also needs to vet the integrity of whom they are recruiting into the Naval Service. And although this may be a little bit off target, how is it that it took so long to uncover the two traitors? Well, the question that I have is as if Navy investigators, NCIS, DCIS, the FBI, knew or believed that there were upwards of 500 officers involved in the Fat Leonard scandal, then why haven't all of these been investigated and brought to justice? Like so many important cases, the answer is sometimes simple. There are not enough judges, not enough prosecutors, not enough investigators to do the job. Because I want you to know that since the 1980s, the GOP party has been in control and done everything in its power to cut budgets for investigators, federal law enforcement, IRS auditors, the courts, and basic auditors, all of which are important to the health and well-being of America and to live in a free nation. Most recently, and I'm going to list all of the officers involved and what they were charged and convicted with. It seems like a lot, but it doesn't list all 43 of them. The last to go on the chopping block legally are Navy Captains Newland, James Dolan, David Lousman, and Commander Mario Herrera. They were all convicted last year in 2022 by a San Diego federal jury on charges of accepting gifts in exchange for providing assistance to Francis's ship husbanding company, Glenn Defense Marine Asia. Prosecutors allege that Francis plied these officers with fancy hotels, meals, and prostitutes, and as a result, received classified Navy information and had ships steered into his ports that his company only controlled. It also allowed him to overbill the Navy to millions of dollars. A fifth defendant, Rear Admiral Bruce Loveless, was not convicted as jurors returned a not guilty verdict per se, in that they came to a deadlock and they could not find him guilty. What that usually means is that one or two jurors didn't believe he was guilty. Prosecutors dismissed the charges later on against Loveless rather than retry him, which they could have done because they had more to do. And they didn't know now that Fat Leonard had fled to Venezuela if they would have sufficient evidence to retry him. Of the four Navy captains found guilty of accepting bribes from the foreign defense contractor, they have all now filed a joint motion seeking a retrial or dismissal of the indictment filed against them for prosecutorial misconduct. But listen to this. Yet after the issue was initially raised by their defense attorneys, U.S. District Judge Janice Sarmentino, who found them guilty, ruled that the lead prosecutor, Mark Pletcher, non-disclosure of a prostitute statement did in fact amount to a flagrant misconduct. And yet, she also said and ruled that the jury was, however, properly instructed regarding that issue and that, therefore, it did not ultimately cause any substantial prejudice to the defense and their clients. Among the defense claims is that the prosecutors withheld statements from one prostitute 
who told federal agents that she did not have sex with Captain David Lousman, despite the prosecution alleging that she did. The woman, referred to in court documents as Yana, allegedly made these statements just at the start of the trial and after one prosecutor alleged in an opening statement that David Lousman accepted the prostitute's services, yet no evidence regarding the alleged sexual encounter was ever admitted actually during the trial, and therefore no harm done. It's funny also to note that Captain David Lousman, who at the time of his conviction was head of the Republican Party club in the villages, Florida. So besides these, I'm going to go over each of the major captains and commanders that were charged and convicted so you get an idea of what they did. First, we're going to start with Captain David Haas, H-A-A-S, who was indicted in 2018, went ahead because he was smart, and pled guilty two years later to conspiracy to commit bribery. In addition to prison, Haas was also ordered to pay $30,000 in fines and $90,968 in restitution and to spend some time in federal prison. According to the prosecution's sentencing memorandum, Captain Haas' responsibilities included directing the day-to-day operations for all U.S. naval ships operating in the 7th Fleet's arena area of responsibility, and as well as setting the schedules for these ships, which allowed him to be able to arrange visits to the GDMA-controlled ports that Francis owned. On one occasion, the aircraft carrier John C. Stennis made a port visit to Malaysia at one of Francis's ports at his behest. GDMA then billed the Navy for more than $2.7 million for the visit when it only should have cost 500000 In a letter submitted by Haas's defense attorney, he wrote, quote, the prosecution will more likely say that I was a good naval officer and a great operator, and for that exact reason, I more than anyone should have known that my relationship with Fat Leonard, Glenn Francis, was wrong. And I am not going to counter that. The prosecution is absolutely right. Next up, we have Captain David Newland, who is one of the most recent convictions in July 2022 on conspiracy to commit bribery, receiving bribes, and conspiracy to commit honest service wire fraud. He will be going to prison. Captain James Dolan, Also, in July 2022, convicted of conspiracy to commit bribery, receiving bribes, and conspiracy to commit honest services wire fraud. Also, will be going to federal prison. Then there's Captain David Lousman, who happens to be a resident of the Villages, Florida. He was convicted, also in July 2022, of conspiracy to commit bribery, receiving bribes, and conspiracy to commit honest services wire fraud and he will be going to prison also. Commander Mario Herrera, who we earlier spoke of, convicted of conspiracy to commit bribery, receiving bribes, conspiracy to commit honest wire fraud, and he will be going to a limited prison as he was court-martialed. Then there's Chief Warrant Officer Robert Gorsuch. Not the same as the Supreme Court judge, though. Spelled a little differently. 
who pleaded guilty to taking more than $45,000 in bribes in exchange for sharing classified ship schedule information. He pled guilty. Gorsuch admitted to taking bribes from Francis during all of the years that he knew him, including attending one very high-end party costing $15,000 at a hotel in Manila back in 2007 for which Francis footed the entire bill for him personally, and also made avail available prostitutes to him. Then there's Commander Jose Luis Sanchez. This Navy commander pled guilty in 2015, but has not yet been sentenced as of 2023. He admitted in his conviction that he knowingly shared classified information and actions of which helped steer businesses towards GDMA. The commander admitted in court to taking bribes, including money, luxury hotel stays, airline flights, and prostitutes while he worked for the 7th Fleet in various logistics assignments from 2009 to 2013. Six years after pleading guilty and admitting that he took these lavish bribes, the retired Navy captain now was sentenced to 30 months in prison. So he was originally a commander, somehow he got promoted, and he was sent to prison as a Navy captain. Now he had his sentencing delayed several times and rescheduled, according to court red records. Judge San Martino agreed to reschedule his sentencing in May of 2022. Sanchez, in his plea agreement, also admitted to tipping off Fat Leonard about the criminal investigations into GDMA's overbilling of services, and also of briefing the defense contractor on internal U.S. Navy deliberations, thus obstructing justice. Same, pretty much the same thing Donald Trump did, obstruction of justice. Several months prior to the most recent officer's convictions, Commander Stephen Shedd, spelled S-H-E-D-D, homeported in San Diego, pled guilty and admitted, along with eight other Navy members, that they received more than $250,000 in meals, entertainment, travel, hotel expenses, gifts, cash, and the services of prostitutes from Leonard France. The AUSA Randy Grossman said, quote, unquote, he was one of the many whose allegiance was switched from the Navy to Leonard Francis. Commander Shedd was scheduled to be sentenced on July 21 of 2022. These men were the last of 34 officer defendants to stand trial on charges brought as a result of the Fat Leonard Navy scandal. Note, the Navy should have court-martialed all of these men, but instead chose to let the U.S. Department of Justice handled the cases due to manpower issues and their inability to deal with these situations. Next, we have Commander Troy Amundsen, 50 years of age. He was the naval official who was sentenced for corruption acts committed at the request of Leonard Glenn Francis. Earlier this year, Commander Amundsen pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit bribery admitting that he schemed with Francis and others to receive gifts, entertainment expenses, and services of prostitutes in exchanging and helping GDMA. So, kind of a funny thing here. 
Nine years after the case was first uncovered, the Fat Leonard scandal, and it's finally coming to a close, it seems, or at least some think so, the Navy was expecting the case to simply be a clear-cut case with a few fake invoices. It turned out to be instead a full-fledged breach of national security for the U.S. Navy. This goes to the heart of what is wrong with our current Navy and the men and women operating within it as far as procedures for ethics, integrity, and loyalty to the Navy go. Fat Leonard got access to Navy ship and submarine schedules and the position of ballistic missile submarines. This corruption scandal reminds us of the weaknesses of all men and women and the undeniable powers of money and sex. As retired Navy Captain Ron Carr says, it will leave a dark trail that will forever follow everyone who has ever served in the Pacific during the period of 2000 to the early 2010s. He says, We can only hope that the happenings of Fat Leonard push the Navy to change a part of its culture that made room for such illegal exploitation. Certainly the Navy has to do much more to root out corruption. Fat Leonard to date has never, ever been contrite over his bribery of Navy officials. Most in the public, when they listen to this case, they think that it's pretty boring because of all he did was provide water, fuel, food, tugboats, sewage removal, and stevedoring services for ships. What's wrong with that? But what the public doesn't understand is that what's included is hundreds of millions of dollars over a period of 10 years that were excessively billed to the Navy, the taxpayers. This little scheme of bribing Navy officials went on from 2006 to 2016, before Fat Leonard was officially charged. Fat Leonard pled guilty in federal court. That was when he began cooperating with federal investigators in the Department of Justice in order to lessen his sentence. Federal investigators in the courts held off sentencing Fat Leonard because they were using him and his information to charge many other naval officers and others and bring them to justice based on his information. Looking back, that was a mistake. They probably should have charged him, sentenced him immediately after trial, and he would be sitting in a federal prison today, dead of living in Venezuela with millions of dollars at his disposal under the protection of Presidente Maduro of Venezuela. So prior to his fleeing to Venezuela, he was given an awful lot of leeway in having his sentence reduced by federal prosecutors because of the gargantuan amount of information that he provided to prosecutors, which included videotapes and audiotapes and pictures of every single officer and admiral that was involved which is why they believe up to 550 are involved. So in, in essence, the Naval Criminal Investigative Service, DCIS, and the FBI have hundreds, if not thousands, of videotapes and images because wherever the parties and bedrooms were in the hotels, he recorded every single thing that went on. He kept goods on everybody that took bribes from him. But now, all of that is off the table because he fled 
to escape prosecution. He will now be prosecuted to the maximum extent if he is ever brought back to the United States. But sadly, I don't believe that's ever going to happen. Not when you have millions of dollars stashed all over the world. So sadly, in this case, the one who actually has the last laugh on all of us will be Fat Leonard, who fled after pleading guilty. Of course, the other problem that we have is that even though we had a 1922 extradition treaty with Venezuela, now that we have no diplomatic relations with President Maduro and no extradition, he will not be coming back. And it does appear that although originally he intended to fly from Venezuela to Russia, then the war in Russia broke out, right? So it appears that he has requested asylum and will remain forever in Venezuela under the auspices of President Maduro. And before I wrap this thing up, I have one other statement that I would like to make, and I'd like each of you to think about it. So we have well over 500 mid to senior grade officers and chiefs that have yet to be officially indicted, even though NCIS, DCIS, and the FBI know of their intimate involvement in bribery, fraud, and conspiracy, money laundering, gifts, gratuities, and so much more against the federal government and the Navy. So I ask you, why are they not being brought to justice? And I hope this case has been interesting, and I highly recommend each of you Google the Fat Leonard scandal and read as much about it. And also, I highly recommend that you listen to Tom Wright's podcast at Project Brazen that you can find on Apple Podcast. It's a nine-part series about Fat Leonard and those that he hurt and those that worked with him. Very interesting podcast. And if you like my podcast at Robert Nauer Unfiltered, please subscribe and hit the like button. And with that, Bob out.